no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we recap the week nine matchup against the Miami Dolphins and much, much more. A-Dub, how'd you feel about that game yesterday, man? I, I thought, man, we had a chance there, man. We had a chance, bro. We had a chance. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, I have been impressed with the offense, though. Oh, my God. There's no... Listen, if you ain't impressed by this offense, and I'm not just talking about you, A-Dub, but I'm talking about any of these Bears fans out there, if y'all ain't impressed by the ascension that Justin Fields has made these last three to four weeks of the season, there's something that's wrong with you. You're insufferable because I'm telling you, A-Dub, I was jumping out of my damn seat with the shit that he was doing in that game yesterday. I am so fucking excited with the fact that we have a franchise quarterback now. I am telling y'all, we got a franchise quarterback. I have saying that with my entire being. He's him. He is ready, bro. And his knowledge of the game has evolved. We see the decision-making prayers. He just knows what he wants to do. He is reading the defense extremely well. So I'm telling you, man, I'm with you. Justin Fields is that dude. And like I said, this is another loss of the season with three and six. But for me, A-Dub, this season for me was not about wins and losses. What did I tell people? It was about the development of Justin Fields. Correct. And the fact now that we're starting to see this guy week after week, we keep saying Justin Fields had a breakout game. We just said that about him last week. Right. <laughs> you had to be excited. Like, I was so excited. I mean, he broke Michael Vick's record. He was running all over the Dolphins, bro. And it wasn't just the running. He also threw three touchdowns. So I'm sitting here like, he's giving you a little bit of everything out there. And when you can make that kind of an impact on the game like that, Perez, giving you a little of everything in the run game and in the passing game, Perez, and putting it all together consistently like he has been doing, I mean, that just tells you that this kid has actually gone to the next level in his progression. And I'll tell you, bro, if he continues at this rate, bro, he has a chance to probably be the best quarterback in the Bears franchise history. Well, hands down, he's the most athletic I've ever seen in the Bears uniform. But you're right. I love his talent, man, because when you have that kind of talent that he has for us and know when to use your wheels, when to use your legs, and know when to throw the football, which he has figured out, you become a dangerous player, man. I think that is something that the Bears have to take advantage of while they can because you know how it goes. You get older, you slow down, right? When it comes down to your run the building, your athleticism. But right now, man, that is a tool. That is a weapon. You got to continue utilizing that. Well, look, he's only 23 years old, so he's still got some years to be able to utilize that. But I, yeah. give, I give the kudos to Luke Getzey because he is now finally allowing this quarterback to do what he does best. They're not forcing him to be quarterback. They're just basically saying, go out there and make plays. That's what he's doing. Yeah, Luke Getzey, cool hand Luke, as I call him, Chris, has figured out how to work through things with Justin Fields. And you're right. We've been talking about this for weeks. Put Justin Fields in the right position, and you will see what they're able to do. And it looks like Luke Getzey has figured it out. The one thing I was going to say, Dub, the record that Justin Fields broke, he beat Michael Vick's record in the season. But the all-time record is held by Colin Kaepernick, 181 yards. And he had that when he was the starter for the 49ers. Right. My thing is, I was like, man, I was like, Justin was, what, about four or five yards away from the all-time record, man? That's just crazy. 
Man, look, bro. <laughs> that just shows you this kid, this young in his career, able to do that. You know what? I was just thinking when we talked last week about Aaron and his wife being at the game. That was their first game at Soldier Field. And I'm like, boy, that was not a bad game for it to be your first one. To see Justin <laughs> Fields rip off that 61-yard touchdown? Because I was losing my damn mind. I can only imagine what he was doing in the stands. I know he was going nuts out there, bro. And he should have been. That's just exciting to see something like that happen at Soldier Field. And they didn't call it back. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they did earlier in the season when they robbed that man <laughs> of that low touchdown run. That's a big one right there, bro. It was clean. <laughs> That's something to enjoy right there. The best part about their run is the Dolphins, they knew he was going to run it. They still couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop him. <laughs> and this is what people talk about with Justin Fields. He is faster than most of those guys think. They be talking crazy about Justin Fields. They can catch him to and they can outrun him. But when that guy runs, it's like, oh, shoot, it's another level. That dude can fly, though, bro. And, see, A-Dub, that's the thing. Not only, he, not only is he fast, but the guy's got some size. Justin Fields put together, baby. He put together. Yeah. And, see, that's the thing a lot of people don't talk about. He's the perfect package for your quarterback. He's got the height. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the big-time arm. Listen, man, best quarterback in that 2021 draft. I am so glad that Justin Fields failed to the Bears. I'm so glad that Ryan Pace went up there and made that move because it needed to happen, and I'm glad that it happened. And, um, it proved the Chicago Bears got it right at the quarterback spot, man. So it's nothing but great things that we can see out of uh, Justin Fields from here. And I was just saying this game, too, it was cool to see our offense hanging in there with another high-octane offense because as yeah. we talked about in our preview episode, we knew what Tua was going to be able to do. But the fact yep. is, Justin Fields and Tua both, they put on the show. And it wasn't one of those games where the Bears just got bopped and we looked at our offense and like, man, it would be nice to have an offense like the other team. No, we looked at our offense and we were like, listen, our offense is all right too now. It's all right too now. Right. And it felt great. <laughs> it felt great even being able to say that. Just knowing that when Justin Fields had that football in his hand, I kind of felt like he was damn near unstoppable in that game. It did feel that way, Perez. It was like, man, this kid cannot be stopped. And it's just good to say, man, that the Bears actually have a quarterback press. Finally, the guy was just so good with running out the pocket, man, scrambling. He just made amazing plays, man. And I just love what he was doing on those third downs because he kept on extending drives by being able to, you know, get those running yards. And I said, man, this is what I'm talking about right here. Read the defense very well, saw it opening, took full advantage of the opportunities. And again, as we mentioned earlier, this is the third week in a row that our offense has looked elite. Now, on the flip yep. side of that, the defense has continued to give up too many big plays, and then we had that special teams blow to Khalil Herbert missed his block. Yeah. Can't, can't, we, we're not good enough to give up plays like that. That shit hurt, man. That hurt when that happened. Man, look, when I saw Khalil Herbert, I said, bro, your head is already in the dirt, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> like, you got to make that block there, man, because it was too easy for Phillips to get back there. Well, I think that Khalil Herbert's role should be expanded. That goes to show you the importance of a David Montgomery, because David Montgomery, one of the best parts about his game is what he does with – Blitz pickup. He's right. a good blocker. That's the part of Cleo Herbert's game that has to be cleaned up. We saw that on that special tapes play. And I'm hoping that this is something that Cleo Herbert puts in the back of his mind and realizes not only is this about you being a really good running back, but you got to do all the things well. Just to get into this defense real quick, just like many people expected, we mentioned it on our previous show. The Bears defense had no answer for Tyreek Hill, Jayla Waddle. I mean, right. I feel like every damn time that, that, that Tua went back to pass, it was a long completion. <laughs> and Tyreek Hill was back here doing backflips and shit, having the fucking time of his life in that fucking first half of the game. I'm like, I mean, he, he was having the time of his life. 
in the first half of that game. And I'm like, can somebody jam him at the line of scrimmage? Can somebody punch him in his fucking mouth? Do something. Damn. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> well, I definitely agree with you. And I'm looking at my boy Vildor, who ended up getting his ankles broke early. I said, man, bro, oh. that's got to be a tough task, man, out there trying to guard Cheetah out there. I'm sorry. I said it was a tough task out there trying to um, defend Cheetah. I know seeing him go down, ankle hurt. I said, man, that dude is fast, bro. You hear about him being fast, but out actually trying to, you know, contain him, that's even tougher. So he got his lesson learned there, and I just hope that he's okay from it. But, man, Vildor, man, bro, I feel bad for you. Shit, well, just him. Jalen Johnson got a little bit of that, too. I saw 33. I saw the back <laughs> of his jersey a lot out there, too, now. <laughs> hey, it's one thing to top the film, press and say, look, hey, this is how we're going to you know, contain this guy. It's another thing to be out there on the field with him trying to do it, man. That's right. That's an even tougher task there, bro. That's right. Like I said, I tell people, it sounds good until you have to go out there and do it. <laughs> yeah, it does, man. You're right. We saw a lot of cheetah out there doing his thing. And the thing is, two was making some quick ass passes, bro. Yeah, he was. See the 20 yards ahead already, bro. And I'm like, damn, that's just too quick. But they was getting there, man. Cheetah was getting there. Your boy Waddle was getting there too, man. And they were making some big plays. So Jalen Johnson, he got lucky at the end. Remember that one where Waddle had a beat? But you know <laughs> he what? Did. He recovered on that play, though, and he recovered. He did recover, man. I thought that was an awesome play by Jenna Johnson. I said, man, bro, because we dodged the bullet right there. If two would have got it out on time and got it in front, he gone to the house with that. But Jalen Johnson didn't quit on the play. He got out there, got his hands up, man. Good deflection. Yeah, I give it to him on that one. But like I said, those Miami, <laughs> those Miami wide receivers, bro, they, they're tough. And also, Jeff Wilson, Jr., I mentioned him in the previous show, how they just he acquired did. him. He came in the game and took snaps away from Mostert. And Jeff Wilson, he was good out there. He was running the ball hard. You could tell he knows that system. You also could tell Mike McDaniel trusts him out there. You know, like, he gave them a different element, different look, you know, when it come down to the, for the backfield. So, yeah, he came in, did his thing, though, Perez. And you're right, the trust factor was there. He felt comfortable with the team. So, it just worked out in his favor. But when you look at the Bears' defense as a whole, we couldn't get stops on third down. We couldn't get pressure on Tua. That was one of the main things that I mentioned in our previous show. We got to get pressure on Tua. I said, if Tua's got that football in his hand, three seconds, four seconds, no pressure in his face, consider right. your ass cooked, and that's what happened. Those long receptions, the, whether they were over the middle, whether they were down the sideline, he was making that shit happen, and he was doing it with ease. But my big, biggest thing here, zero sacks for the Bears' defense. Ooh. The Dolphins converted 55% of their third-down attempts. When you look at numbers like that, that's a recipe to lose every week in NFL. Another week where this defense couldn't stop anyone, man. And just seeing what two was able to do on third down press, that kind of speaks volume because he had his way. And they got third down, two was making some very good plays, press, and he was just carving up this defense. And when you can't stop anybody, wide receivers, you can't stop them. You can't stop some of the runs at times. You're in trouble, bro. You got to do something. Yeah, because let's just be honest. The Bears didn't start stopping or kind of limiting those guys until about the two-minute mark of the third quarter. And by that point, I'm sitting here like, well, the damage was done. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they, man. Ryan Poles, he's got his work cut out for him this offseason. You know what I mean? Because not only does he have to add more talent around Justin Fields, A-Dub, he's going to have to rebuild this broken defense. When you trade yeah. away a Roquan Smith, when you trade away a Robert Quinn, when you trade away a Khalil Mack in the offseason, when you let Akeem Hicks leave, those are a lot of people that are absent off this defense. And we felt the absence of a Roquan Smith 
and a Robert Quinn in that game on Sunday. It's just unfortunately that how this whole thing happened with the Bears having to make some moves and how it's impacting the defensive line right now because they cannot add any kind of pressure. But like I said, I wanted to make sure, even though I thought the Bears' defense for, for <laughs> third week in a row, I thought as a whole, A-Dub didn't get the job done. But like I said, when it mattered the most late in the game, I did think that they clamped down on the Dolphins a little bit. So I think that that does they say did. something about their defense. you got to give them credit for that. Because and you this- saw that at the end, the Dolphins went for it on fourth down twice in the second half and failed to convert. By them failing to convert, it gave the Bears life and it kept the Bears in the ball game. And that's the one thing you and I talked a lot about, Press, when it comes down to this Bears defense. You know, they've always been able to make some type of adjustments heading to the second half. And this was a good test of that as well. So now they were able to get some stops late in the game. But you're right. The Bears still had a chance to win the game because of some of those stops they were able to get. And also the Bears had a chance to win this game because of number one. Number one was out there fucking playing his ass off. And I was just happy to see an offensive system here where now you have a new wide receiver that you incorporate in Chase Claypool. Yep. Add it to the mix of your boy Money Moon. And also with Nikhil Harry being out there and, you know, the others. But then also seeing what that meant for Cole Komet and the fact that now it opens him up a little bit because we see Cole Komet, he was out there eating in this ball game yesterday, man. So it's like everything, when you look at the addition of a guy like a Chase Claypool, it opened it up for everybody else. Now, while Claypool ain't up, you know, it's going to take him a little bit to integrate within the system. Just yeah. his presence and being out there on the field, it helped the guys around. Because now what it did for my boy, Money Moon, it allowed Money Moon to play other parts of the game, like being the slot, right? Perez, he can do it. He don't have to worry about being a true number one at this point now. He can just play freely a little bit. Because now people got to think about how you're going to stop Claypool. Even if he's not completely ready, he's out there. That's enough to play decoy. You know, people are going to look and say, oh, Claypool out there? Guys trying to stop that guy. So, but that what that opens up now, like you said, with Cole Commit, he now can now be a factor in this game. Cool here and Luke was able to get Commit involved in the game that way. Oh, yeah. Cole Commit, man. Listen, hey, he was balling. Got him involved. Yeah. Money Moon got involved a little bit more. Seven catches. Now the yards aren't there, but hey, he got in the end zone, right? And he dug, guess what? You said to everybody on the last episode that the bank was going to be open. I didn't believe you. I didn't think it was going to be open. I thought I was going to drive past that motherfucker. It was going to be closed again. <laughs> this time I, clo- I listen. This time I drove by there. The lights was on. Y'all was kicking it out there. I was like, all right, my man. All right, cool. Carry on, Ada. Carry yeah, on. Yeah, we was kicking it, man. If anybody else do don't notice, money was open. The bank was open, baby. It was open. And I'll tell you, Perez, who was there, man? You saw me right there by security checking the scene out. When you came and pulled up, hey, man, the customers there, the lights was on. Hey, man, we didn't close that boy until late at night, man. <laughs> the bank was open, baby. All right, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. Now, I'm, I'm just going to say this now. Because you know me, I'm a, I'm a nitpick because I love money. <laughs> and I'm only I'm only tough on the players that I expect a lot out of. True. I'm going to need Booty on the, on the next game. I need 10 receptions out of him. Ooh, okay. He has yeah, seven this game. Much. It's yeah, not see, too much. He has something too much. Yeah, yeah not too much. That's possible, Perez. That's possible. And I'm hoping as long as Claypool playing his role, playing his part, I'll tell you, Money Moon will have more opportunities, bro. So I think 10 receptions is a possibility here, Perez, in the next game. And, A-Dub, I was going to say this. Now, when you think about a Claypool, think about that play late in the game when there should have been that fucking pass interference called, right? Yes. I'm not going to sit up here. And just blame the officiated, but we know that was an awful fucking call. But Agreed. then Equinemius St. Brown has to make that fucking catch on fourth down. 
You know what I mean? The ball's in his hands. He dropped that shit. Horrible drop. Justin Fields deserved to win that ball game with the way that he played. And I'm sure I could have been saying Brown felt bad. You got to make that play. But that's why it's important for Ryan Poles to put better talent around him. Agreed. He's going to have a receiver there or fourth down can fucking make that catch and the game continues on. But my point, though, about Claypool A-Dub is the fact that you have a threat like that that can take the top off of a defense and get deep. And it forces the defense has to it forces the defense to stay honest. And you got yep. a guy like that that can draw a pass interference, potentially, if the referees fucking want to call it. You know what I mean? But my thing is, with a guy like Claypool, I'm liking what we saw for so far from him. And just imagine, once he gets comfortable in this system and scheme, what we're going to see in the next two to three games out of him. And I think when Claypool first got here in Chicago, they said him and your boy, um, Justin Fields, went to work right away, bro, to try to get Claypool up the, up the speed. But you're right, still a work in progress. But I'm telling you with you, Perez, when he get up the speed, man, that's going to look really nice. And I can see a lot of those deep balls you're talking about, Perez, going to Claypool. And another thing you were saying, man, how dangerous this guy is, he is dangerous. He draws a lot of attention. Yep. And it's going to put a lot of pressure on these officiating crew to, hey, when that guy get held or something like that, y'all got to call it, man. I'm quite sure they're reviewing that play right now and saying, oh, we missed one big time. And we cost the best potential game, or at least time game, tying the game up. So you got to see a guy like Claypool. He's going to be, man, some something serious with this team. Especially when you look at the fact that they caught that questionable pass in the fair so Eddie Jackson in the fourth quarter. Yes. Bro. Oh. Bro. I'm sitting up here like, boy, they was lucky I was in public with people when that shit happened, man. I was about to let some shit go. I was like, good thing I got a show that I can go on and I can say whatever the hell I want to. <laughs> <laughs> you right about that, bro. <laughs> that shit pissed me off, A-Dub. And then I was even more pissed off on the clay pool and even more fired up when Equinemia St. Brown dropped the pass on fourth down. But I'm just going to say it like this, audience. Losing this game was still always the best case scenario in my eyes, right? Because not only did you get a breakout game from Justin Fields, but the Bears are getting closer to a top draft pick for 2023. Ooh. We know that this season is all about 2023. Now, you think about that. All this cash that Ryan Poles has been stashing over here, boy. He's been stashing cash left and right, putting that shit under mattresses and shoeboxes, all <laughs> kind of places, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but the, the draft capital. And now we're talking about a potential top 10 draft pick? Ooh-wee. Offense wide, receiver wise, you can go a big on the defensive side of it. You can go anywhere you want to go with that. But the thing is, getting something like that, man, can't do nothing but bolster either side of the field. How can you all not feel good about the direction of this team right now? When you saw the way that Justin Fields played, I know we did pick on the defense, but I feel like it helps on the way. But when you yep. look at offensively, that shit felt good. When's the last time we've been sitting over here bragging about offense as a Bear fan? But this offense that we see with Justin Fields is more than competent. It's, it's, it's explosive. It's electric. It can hang in there with a team like the Dolphins that put his points up too. The Bears offense is right there with them. When's the last time we can say some shit like that? Man, look, if we know what kind of weapons over there that you talked about with the Dolphins and being able to hang with that team press and almost beating them, bro. It says a lot about this offense because we had no defense playing that game, really, for the nah. most part. But it just shows you that, man. The way Justin Fields is out there playing, it's his whole entire demeanor to me, for me, Perez. He looks so comfortable, so confident himself, Perez. He's out there smiling, having a good time, scoring touchdowns, having a good time with the players. It's like, man, this dude has arrived. And then you see him on the sideline, Perez, always in the playbook. It's like this dude is always on top of his game. And on the flip side, when it comes to the running game, 
it's going to open up the running lanes for Montgomery and Herbert, you know what I mean, in, in future games. So I think all the way around, when you look at it, this is awesome. And I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. audience, I don't care if there's people that like, man, I ain't going to do anything but talk about Justin Fields. We're going to talk about him as much as we fucking want to, because guess what? <laughs> this is the most exciting quarterback this team has ever had. The things yeah. that I saw him do in that ball game, A-Dub, I was sitting up there looking like, man, I'm like, I was pitching myself. I'm like, am I dreaming? And you see how he was avoiding those sacks, man. I'm like, damn, how the hell he got out of traffic on that play? And it's just only a guy like him or a Lamar Jackson type player can get out of that type of jam, man. And it just shows you that this dude, Justin Fields, man, is electric as they say he is. Even Tua was impressed with him after the game. Tua was like, dude, this dude's a baller. Yeah. He was impressed with the way Justin Fields ran the ball. He's like, look, he was making plays in the past game as well. And Tua he said was. he was happy for him. That's the ultimate respect when you have the opposing quarterback who is an an emerging player himself giving you some kudos. That's mad respect for Tua, man. And I'm quite sure just the fields appreciate that, bro. It's just good to see your peers giving you some love, man. That's what it's all about, man. Game recognized game. And I think A-Dub, the most impressive thing that I feel when I think about Justin Fields is what his teammates and even his head coach have to say about him. That was like one of the things that as a young quarterback in this league, where you have your head coach saying like complimentary things about you, it goes a long way. He talked about his toughness, A dub, Justin Fields' grit, his ability to persevere through a lot of different things that he's gone through. And not just this season. You got to think about some of the bullshit that he went through last season as well. And the fact of the matter is, A dub, is that his coach sees that, hey, Justin Fields doesn't have a lot around him. And he's starting to turn that corner. I think that's the ultimate compliment from your head coach. And, you know, we look at him as being special, you know. Uh, when you think about his play and things of that nature, I agree with you, Mr. Lewis, man, because this kid has taken a lot of punishment for his and gotten back up, right? None of the punishment he took all season for his has slowed him down. And to see this kid continue to battle, play after play, execute very well, it says a lot when you hear great things from your coach who have seen you grow and take all those punishments as well. And I mean, speaking of somebody that's seen it up close and personal, Tevin Jenkins, what did he say? He said, hey, Justin Fields is special. But he said, mm-hmm. we just need to be able to use him the way that he's meant to be used, but also to give him time in the pocket. But Tevin Jenkins gets it. He said, look, he's a great runner, but an even better passer. But we just got to give him time. So Tevin Jenkins, who I've said has probably been our most consistent old lineman, he's even saying that. And he even talks about how he's excited for the future. Well, Tevin, you ain't the only one. Because we all like excited for the future of this franchise. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And I like what's, where Tevin Jenkins was going with this, Perez, when you talk about giving Justin Fields time. You and I and many others, fans and all, have seen what Fields have been able to do, Perez, when he's gotten time. Right. When you talk about those deep balls, bro, he's been on the money when he's gotten time. But as you know, most of the season, he has not. <laughs> so he had to use his legs and, and try to make some things happen. But it's good to see that your lineman sees what's going on with you and appreciate your growth and what you've been able to do. Yeah, and then lastly, when you think about David Montgomery, right, and you know what David Montgomery means to this football team. Right. David Montgomery, I thought, had the best quote about Justin Fields. He was like, he's a dog. That's the ultimate compliment you give to any football player because that means Justin Fields got something inside of him that a lot of cats out there in that football field do not have. And that leads to the fact that Perez, he may have that it factor, right? When you call a player a dog, he got that in him, man, and then uh, you can't stop him, man. The guy like that who has that dog in him, going to keep fighting, baby. Keep fighting every step of the way and keep grinding it out. Yeah, I mean, point, point blank, he played his ass off. Yeah. And 
like I said, man, we've already seen that he has the respect of his teammates, but listening to them one by one in the presser all have nothing but good things to say about him. Bojack was even talking about, hey, you see the type of player the number one has turned into. He said, well, he's always been, but he said, now you're seeing that growth. He said he's turned into one of the top quarterbacks in his league, and that's 100% facts right there. When you look at these last few weeks, Chris, and especially watching him against the Miami Dolphins, you get to look and say, you know what? Look at the rest of the quarterbacks and what they've done that week. It's just to feel somewhere at the top, bro, <laughs> when you talk about his play. And uh, it's just good to see that his teammates are recognizing the growth. They've already seen the hard work, press. Now to see it translate to the field, man, it's very impressive. It is impressive. I mean, because that's one of the keys of this actual ball game, which is those special abilities that we saw from Justin Fields. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sorry, audience, you guys are like, man, they are talking about Justin Fields a whole lot. I don't really care. I'm going to keep gushing over this guy. He continues to make something out of nothing with this offense. He's a special player. His teammates have said it. A.W. and I have said it. I'm not going to apologize for it. He knows that when things break down, it ain't too many people that can stop him in that open field. We are all fortunate because this guy gives us something to talk about. There were so many times last year, A.W., that people would be like, man, I don't know how you and A.W. are, are podcasting. It's tough watching these games and watching what the old regime did and trying it out there week in and week out. But right. guess what? This season here, it's been a breath of fresh air. I know week three and six, but at the same time, being able to see what number one is doing and what he started into, brother, man, it makes it all the worthwhile, bro. It makes it all the worthwhile. And I told you, A-Dub, after that Cowboys game, I said, hey, man, it's, it's only a matter of time, bro, before this dude right here turns it up on them. And then this very next week, what'd he do to him, A-Dub? What'd he do to him? He turned it up, baby, all the way up. I mean, he was fearless out there, Perez. Did nothing get to him, man. He was making good plays after good plays. Matter of fact, great plays after great plays. And it was just a joy to watch, man. He pulling the show for the Bears fans. You and I obviously talked about on the preview pod, putting pressure on Tua, that it happened, no sacks there, 55% through third down efficiency for the, the Dolphins there. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, those two, they did whatever they wanted against our defenders. That was another key that we had there. Yeah. We also talked about playing off of that strength for the Miami Dolphins defense because they have a very strong running front, right? And we said, okay, there's a chance that there's going to be plays out there that Justin Fields will be able to make in a passing game. We saw that Justin Fields was able to do those things. Now, one of the other areas in this ballgame, A-Dub, though, that I thought was a key to why we didn't win, and I'm going to pick on the defense once again. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I have to. In addition to them... Basically, letting Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle do whatever the fuck they wanted to. I thought we didn't tackle well, A-Dub. That thing, that to me, I was like, this isn't a bad Eberflus coach team. The way that they lost their discipline on defense, I mean, think about it. Jeff Wilson Jr., Raheem Mostert, those dudes were rattling off big runs, That's big true. games. And it, was, it wasn't even just the ones that was on Waddle and Tyreek Hill. You had what we were getting given up in the running game. Jeff Wilson was running that ball hard, like I mentioned earlier in the show. I'm glad you brought up tackling, Perez, because this one particular play I saw, even from Gord, I was like, man, you going in and try to tackle Wilson, and you just, I mean, poor mechanics, Perez. Right. You shot the gap, but you all out of position. He runs right past you. I'm like, that's just bad, poor tackling. Well, poor position, right? But the thing is, you get to the point where tackling, that's all part of your technique is right, Perez. You make that tackle. So I saw a lot of that, Perez, where players weren't able to get to the play and also wanted to make the tackle at all. And I said, that's right there what hurts you on the defensive side. And it just caused those guys to wear you down even more. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just tough, man, because the urgency wasn't there. And then when the Bears' defense started to play with a little bit more urgency, the game was kind of out of reach. Now, I know there was still a chance there at the end. But I'm like, man, if they could have just tightened things up a little bit sooner with the way that that Bears' offense was clicking, right. it would have been a different result. And I know it's easy for us to look at the officiating and say, well, Prez, A-Dub, what about the intentional grander call that they picked up on Tua? Okay. Right, listen, when that happened, I thought it was intentional grander. They didn't call it. Right. You know what I'm saying? They claimed it was a receiver that was near the ball. I didn't see that shit. <laughs> I ain't see nobody there, man, in sight. <laughs> I saw somebody that was blocking and wasn't looking for a pass. That's what I saw. Right, but he don't count. <laughs> no, he don't count. But the point is that we're not going to sit over here and blame the officiating. We still had opportunities to make things happen. We didn't get the job done. But the officiating didn't help. A play like that with Tua, the clay, the Claypool passing affairs or non-call of the passing affairs, that, that was a hurtful play. It was. The pass interference they called on Eddie Jackson. And I know I brought this up earlier. I just want to make sure to re reiterate that many times in this ball game that we had plays go against us. You really helped those guys continue to, to move the needle, but you hurt the Bears from moving the needle. Yeah, man. But like I said, audience, I'm still pretty much, there's nothing that's going to take me off this high right now. I'm like sitting over here just still giddy about the game. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Like, I was. I couldn't imagine. I can't even. Uh, I can't remember the last time a dub that I've been so happy about a Bears loss. Like this makes me sound like a fucking loser. I don't care. <laughs> but listen, I was happy as hell. I was looking after that game. I was just like, Psh, can't nobody tell me shit. We got a quarterback now. We got a franchise quarterback in this bitch. We have an offense. Yes. We got receivers out here. Chase Claypool is so cold. The bank opened again. Right. <laughs> hey, man, salute to my man Claypool, man. You help open the bank up, man. I saw you people through the window, man. Good job there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, dude, before we get out of here, man, let's give out some game ball. So offensive game ball, it's probably not going to be a surprise to anybody that's listening to this show, but go ahead and humor him, hey, dude. Man, y'all know it go to our boy Justin Fields, man. I mean, <laughs> this dude had a record-breaking day that Press talked about with the rushing yards. The touchdowns. I mean, what more can you say, man? This guy's ready. He is the man. He was the MVP of this game for the Bears. And like I said, A-Dub, he's continued his hot streak, breakout performance after breakout performance. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing more to say. We've already talked about him at nausea about this episode, but I don't care because I'm going to keep talking about him because he deserves to be talked to like this. He does. He killed the Dolphins with his legs, bro. Man. Justin Fields took it a step further, Brett Perez against the Miami Dolphins. And I was like, damn, okay. He's making these juke moves. I'm like, how the hell you do that? That's his raw talent, man. That's stuff you probably can't even teach, man. So this dude is exciting to watch. No, nah, he really is. He really is. It's a beautiful thing. You mentioned in Lamar Jackson. Hey, Lamar Jackson's a stud. And he I is. love how we put in designed runs similar to what the Ravens have used with Lamar Jackson. But I tell you one thing, man. Justin Fields here, he got a different approach and a different style of running. He does. We know Lamar Jackson. He can juke you and outrun you. He's He's got a, a lot of his bag. But I feel like Justin Fields now, y'all don't sleep on him. This kid's only showing you a glimpse of what the future's going to be like for him, especially here in Chicago. Absolutely, man. And I tell you, everybody, man, hold on to your seats. Hey, get ready because this kid is coming.
All right, A-Dub, I'm giving my office of gay ball to your boy, Cool Hair Luke. Yes. <laughs> All right, man. The reason why is very simple audience. <laughs> I mean, just as he's improved dramatically right before our eyes over these last few weeks, the same can be said for Luke Getty, bro. True. And I'm, we're starting to see him develop into a really solid NFL play caller. His game plan against the Dolphins was fantastic. It was. Utilizing fields and that mobility. He even got creative with his play calls. Like I said, when you play to the strips of your quarterback, good things happen. And over the last few games, we're seeing good things happen from this office, especially Justin Fields. So my office of game ball goes over to Cool Hand Luke Getz. Because you're right. Cool Hand Luke Getzy, man, was making plays or drawing up plays for Cole Commit. You saw some places drawing up for him. You had Cole Commit rushing for his. You had him out there, you know, getting catches in the flat, getting touchdowns. I mean, the way he drew things up, it was like it was perfect plays, man. It was like checkmate on the Dolphins when he was designing those plays and calling them. So I got to give it to Cool Hand Luke, man. Getsy, great job. All right, who's getting your defensive game ball for week nine? Defensive game ball, week nine. It's kind of tough for me to give it out, but I still went on ahead and went with Eddie Jackson, man, because I still thought – even when things is going bad, man, Eddie Jackson was still trying to figure things out, man. And he wasn't trying to get beat too badly on things. I know they call that bull crap penalty on him, man. But I got to give it to Eddie Jackson. I still like his play for his. I like the position he's putting himself into. And he was not trying to give us some big plays, but he was also letting out some pretty good hits, too. I um, I like where you're going with, with that with Eddie. Eddie, listen, he's been mo the most consistent guy there on defense. I can't really say too much about that. I gave mine to Jack Sanborn, however, but okay. Eddie Jackson, hey, man, this guy's been consistent, and this is all we've been asking for for Eddie for the last couple of years. Nobody should have anything to say about Eddie Jackson right now. He is getting it done. Getting the job done, bro, for sure. Yeah, but I thought with Jack Sanborn, I thought he was a like bright spot on defense. He's someone that you and I have been calling for for the, the team to get out there on the field with the Roquan Smith trade and opened up a spot there for Jack Sanborn. He got yeah. the starting linebacker. He had seven tackles. Now, there were some plays out there where I saw he did miss a couple tackles there. <laughs> but you know what? It's a rookie, right? And yeah. I thought that he did really well. He did leave a couple tackles out there on the field. But, hey, for your first start in NFL, got to give him some props, a Got to give him some props. He did better than I thought, Chris. I'll tell you that much, man. And um, I'll tell you, he's only going to get better. So, Sanborn, hey, man, you went out there. You gave it your all. All right, A-Dub, underperformer, week nine. Talk to him. My other performer week nine prayers. I didn't want to do this, man. But I got to go with my boy, Khalil Herbert. I just can't let that play go, prayers, to where he missed that, that block, man, that led to a punt block. And uh, that's something that really hurt the Bears. It gave the Miami Dolphins a chance to score again, which they did, right, off that turnover. I mean, they straight ran it back, man, for a touchdown. So, I just can't let it go because it was just a bad block. It, I mean, I can see if he missed it where, you know, uh, you know, the guy got past him. But, man, bro, when they get past you that easily, it hurts a little bit. So, I got to throw my boy Khalil Herbert out there, man. He's the one for the underperforming for me. Hey, Dub, I mean, honestly, he was kind of on my list, too, because, like I said, when, when he missed that block, I was like, come on now. Come on now. Right. Because <laughs> this is a guy that I was over here wanting to get more carries, but I'm like, you can't get more carries if you can't fucking block. So, like I said, man, his struggles when it comes to blocking, that has concerned so many people. And if he's going to have that running back one spot next season, he's got to clean those things up. Got to clean them up. I'm with you there. There was so much 
to kind of pick <laughs> at defensively. Yeah. We've already talked about that, so I'm not even going to touch on those dudes, but they know they all got to be better. <laughs> I'm going to hit equity and say, bro. When he dropped that pass on fourth and 10, mm. if I'm Ryan Poles, in that moment, he's got to realize. And he's throwing to a guy like Equinemius St. Brown, who can't make a simple reception when a ball was thrown right to him in his hands. He couldn't make the catch. He's got to get some weapons for Justin Fields. Claypool, that's a step in the right direction. Equinemius St. Brown, Dante Pettis, and the rest of these people that they tried out a wide receiver, these are the people that we can't have on this roster in 2023. Equinemius St. Brown, no disrespect. Hey, you had a solid training camp. You did a couple things in preseason. Right. We're in a regular season now. You've got to catch the fucking ball on four for 10. The game is on the line there. You've yeah. got to make plays. When you drop passes like that, that makes it easy for a team to say, this guy don't belong in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it's just tough to see a guy drop a pass like that for us in a critical time, man. And it's not the first time he's dropped passes, man. So, First of all, you got to get open, first part. Yeah. Second part, when people throw you the football, you got to catch it. But lastly, that type of play right there is not going to give anybody any confidence that you need to be on this roster next offseason. So that's why he's more the performer for week nine. Yeah. You got to do better than that, bro. Come on, man. Come on, Equinemius. Man, and the thing is, for us, it started for me. I don't even want to see him out there in critical moments, bro. You know, because you start dropping passes like that. Why, why are you still getting the opportunity to be out there, bro, when the game's on the line, man? And you start and you st- continue to fail in those moments, man. You got to go a different direction and let someone else go out there, man, and see if they can get the job done, bro. <laughs> Audience, we got the Detroit Lions next on the schedule. You guys know that's our Robitussin. <laughs> I can't wait to have a heavy dose of Robitussin. We all need it. The weather's turning. We need yeah. a little. We need a little something good for the soul here to get that fourth win of the season. Yes, sir. We definitely can use that, Fred. So get the Bears a little momentum. Hope that's something. Hope that's a game that they can pull out. But I will say the Detroit Lions may be having a little momentum because they beat the Packers. With the Packers, they going nowhere fast. Nowhere fucking <laughs> fast. I've been enjoying that downfall. Seeing fucking Aaron Rodgers all frustrated. They should have traded his ass when he wanted out of there this summer. For real. Because now you're looking at this guy over there unhappy. He got no receivers. Rashard Gary just went down with a torn ACL. The Packers are trash. And this is the thing. For you Packers fans that have been at our bitches talking crazy to A-Dub and I, <laughs> what did I tell him, A-Dub, the same thing to make you laugh is the same thing that's going to make you cry. Because our office and Justin Fields is going up, and your office with Aaron Rodgers is going down. And y'all going to be stuck with Jordan Love next season when Aaron Rodgers gets the fuck up out of Green Bay. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Y'all thought shit was all funny. We get all these Trubisky jokes. We get all these little jokes. And everybody talking about some, they were called Justin Bustin' Fields. Yeah. Y'all think shit cute. Well, for you know what I'm saying? And A-Dub and I, see, we cool. We don't get on here. We don't try to blast folks. We don't call people out by their names. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I swear to God, one more of y'all getting our mentions talking crazy. <laughs> I promise you, and they're going to be good for you on this show. I promise you. From the south side of Chicago, don't play games with me. Do not play those type of games with Prez. End up, you all better be careful. You've been warned. You've been, been warned. warned. <laughs> you got to warn it, man. Be cool. I'm excited for Robotussin to come here to town. 
Bears, we beat the Lions at both of our meetings. So Justin Fields got his first career win against the Lions. That's how you know the Lions are Robitussin. So I'm just hoping we get good vibes there Sunday and everything goes well. All this, we're going to have a preview show for y'all. And I know y'all been wondering, like, where the hell is the Winter Circle been? We've been recording the Winter Circle, but we put it behind a paywall because guess what? Your boy Prez been making y'all some money around here. So, <laughs> so if, if y'all want access to the Winter Circle, then you holler us at our DMs and we'll make sure that you get that. You know what I'm saying? Because when a brother hitting 60% of his picks two years in a row, now nah, you have to give us something. You know what I'm saying? You got to give us something. A dollar or something. dollar a month. <laughs> yeah, y'all pay the, pay the five. <laughs> pay the pipe. Right. You know what I'm saying? We, we're not going to do it for DBE. All those shows is going to be out of love. But that Winter Circle show, if you want in, you got to pay the play. That's right. That's right. Listen, me and A-Dub, we, we spent a lot of time on this content. Look, we put a lot of effort into this. We, there's a lot of research that goes into this. We don't just get on this microphone and just wing it. We, we give you guys some good value here. So if you see value in the picks that, that I'm giving on Winter Circle, you're hollering us. If not, no harm, no foul. You're here us on DB, but nevertheless, we appreciate the listens. We appreciate you guys because, listen, A-Dub, without them, we wouldn't be a top-tier Chicago Bears podcast. Without them, DraftKings wouldn't have called. Without them, Raycon wouldn't have called. Right. We have sponsors that are lining up, hitting us up for deals. It's because of you guys, these listeners. We appreciate you guys so, so much. And I know we we talk crazy. We we, we have a good time with Michael, which Michael was wrong again last week. On this, he's 0-2. <laughs> you don't think Michael, you was getting out of here on skates. But no, we love you, Michael, man. He's awesome. Look, let me tell you something about Michael, man. This dude, as soon as our episodes go up, he's one of the first people that listens. He always shoots us DMs, what he likes about the episode. You know what I'm saying? He gives his little commentary. But I love that, man. I'm just like, man, dude, like that goes to show you that this guy is a real fan of this show, bro. And it's for people like Michael is why we do this show. See, people don't realize... A-Dub and I, we're traveling. We're covering games right now. Like, right now, I'm not even in Chicago as we record this. Facts. And so people don't realize that there's a time commitment here. A lot of times, A-Dub and I, we're away from our families. But we do this because we love this team. But we also do it for you all as well. And I hope you guys do appreciate it. I hope you guys see that. The passion that we have for this team, but also our listeners. Shit, there's times where I'm like, A-Dub, man, how do you think we don't get this show in? You ain't even home. I'm nowhere near the house, but we figure it out for y'all. Because we feel like, listen, you all deserve the content. You guys have been riding with us for two years now. And we feel a responsibility, ain't dub to the listeners. Absolutely, Prez. And I'm with you, man. I appreciate the listeners for taking the time out their days to tune in and hear us out, man. And I just appreciate those who actually hits us, hit us up in the DMs, talking about the game, giving their perspectives, man. Like Michael, it's a joy. So we appreciate you guys for Again, tuning in every time, and um, hopefully we're making you all proud. Yeah, and listen, A-Dub, your group on Facebook, hey, we appreciate you guys. My group on Instagram, appreciate you all. Listen, that's the thing. Like, we don't say it enough, but we can remind y'all. We appreciate y'all. Now, y'all can also uh, share your appreciation by uh, donating to the Winter Circle, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> right. We are on to Detroit, Robitussin land. Until then, audience, we're going to holler at y'all later in the week when we do our preview show. And obviously, we're the circle for those that want to partake. Thanks again.
for your support. We don't take your listens lightly. We talk to y'all soon, and we are out.